Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard, and shortly we will be starting our next episode. We will be providing you tools, resources, and information that you can use to make your life just a little bit better. But before we do that, let's honor our country, and then we'll begin the podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard, and uh, just want to kind of give you a heads up. There's been some new additions added to the website, bradrichard.net. I want to encourage you to check out the blog, uh, check out the free audio and video courses that are made available to veterans, and we have put together a private chat group on GroupMe. It's called Chow Hall. So all the veterans that listen to our podcasts uh, can relate to Chow Hall. That's uh, the one place that we could go and and visit and laugh and talk about uh, back home and talk about uh, you know things other than the military. And so I did start that uh, private group. It's a veterans only group on GroupMe and it is called Chow Hall. And that is on the website if you want to join that free group and just kind of chat introduce yourself, tell us what branch of service you were in, and uh, talk to uh, fellow service people in that group. It's just a place for us to kind of get together and talk. So uh, it's absolutely free. Check it out. It's, uh, it's a new addition on the website. So with, uh, without any further ado, we have been uh, waiting with anticipation for this interview. Uh, we did have to reschedule. It was going to be on a couple weeks ago. But tonight I have a very passionate uh, lady with me uh, today, uh, and she is with Code of Vets. Her name is Gretchen Smith, and uh, I want to welcome her to the Men on a Mission podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Brad, for having me. You're 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 very welcome. It's it's uh it's great to have you on. I've been following your your mission uh, with the Code of Vets and. Some of the people that, uh, that, that I you know, spoke to earlier on in the week, I was telling them about your organization and they were, uh, they were shocked and they were in awe uh, of the concept and of the idea. And they were like, I've never heard of it, but that's fantastic. Um, I personally, I, I've seen you on Fox News, on Newsmax. I've seen you on the mainstream media um, here tonight on my podcast. You're going to have a lot more time. Uh, we won't we won't 
cut to break or anything, and we, you'll have a lot more time on, on the podcast, but um, why don't you go ahead and, and start off with telling the listeners a brief, uh, a, a brief synopsis or, or a brief bio of Code of Vets, your organization, and where did it all start? What, what brought you to it? Well, I am a mountain girl from North Carolina. <laughs> I grew up I grew up very poor. I grew up in poverty and I didn't really have a lot of options or guidance as to what I should do um, as a young adult. My entire family, a lot of my adult males in my family had served, including my dad, which he's the inspiration of Code of Vets. And I'll get into that in a few moments. But really, that inspired me um, to head down that path. So I joined the United States Air Force. It was the best thing that I had ever done. I needed that stability. I had uh, I was raised in dysfunction, and it, the Air Force basically saved my life. It gave me a place where I felt like I had family, stability, structure. And it instilled all of those traits in me that I needed in order to be a successful adult and contribute back to society. And I, and I really wanted to get out of the mountains to see the world. And, you know, and we were very isolated there. And my time in boot camp was eye-opening. I was like a sponge. I was soaking it all in. I was overwhelmed at first. Didn't know if I was going to make it or not, but I did. Uh, and it, it was just a fantastic experience. I, I spent four and a half years, almost five years in, in the Air Force, met my husband over in Germany at Ramstein Air Base, uh, as served as a security specialist, uh, which is now security forces. And we got married. I ended up with attaining four degrees. Thanks to my time in service, I used my GI Bill wisely and then continued my education from there. Uh, and I chose to be a stay-at-home mom, Brad. I wanted to focus on my kids. Um, my husband's career took off. Um, you know, he, his foundation, the Air Force, prepared him for a successful life as well. We teamed up and we've created our own version of the American dream. So now that our kids are grown, I wanted to do, I wanted to do something that mattered. And I always carried my dad in my heart. I lost my dad to his battle with PTSD. He was a Vietnam combat vet, spent two tours in the jungle and never did make peace with the things that he witnessed. He did his combat trauma, just, just carried through his life with him and it impacted his whole family, including me. Um, and when we lost dad, I, I had my kids to raise and I tucked that away in my heart and my dad and I had some conversations and those words were just stuck and seared into my soul. Um, and so once they were grown, I, um, you know, I prayed and I asked God, I'm like, you know, how, what can I do? You know, dad's journey was powerful, but it was also tragic at the same time. And I wanted to turn that into something beautiful, into something good. And so Code of Vets evolved as a Twitter page to honor dad. And I was talking about him not only as a fellow veteran, but as his daughter, more importantly. And it just exploded from day one. It really resonated in the veteran community because it was just heartfelt. It was just talking about my dad's journey and the videos and the live streams just kept get going out there. Veterans started sharing their journeys, their needs. And so we eventually evolved um, within a year to a nonprofit, a 501c3. Along comes my partner, Dr. Cindy Walter, who her husband's a veteran. Her son was a Marine at the time. He is now 100% service connect, medically retired. And it just, you know, we struck a chord with each other. She brought certain skill set to kind of vets, which I didn't have. And that's the ability to vet and also to to be a professional advocate 
That's what she had done since 2004. So we teamed up and, oh my gosh, Brad, <laughs> we have rocked it throughout the nation. Uh, see to shine and sheet. See, we have helped veterans in every single state of the country using social media as our platform, as our way of reaching the audience. Donors, we, you know, I've gained trust. They know that we're a heartfelt mission. I'm very clear with what we do. I post our screenshots of, you know, the money that we send to the vets. And it's just, it's just a great way to involve average Americans, you know, watching saying, how can I get involved with veterans? Code of Vets is a great way to do that. Now, when, when you say um, you send money to veterans now, and, and I know you go through a vetting process. If a veteran is in need of, of, of financial help with any particular challenge, you know, that they're experiencing, they can reach out to your organization and basically ask for that help. And then you vet that to, to make sure it's a valid need or, or, or whatever. And then um, the funds that you raise are directly sent to the veteran specifically. It's not sent to a organization and, and it's kind of, you know, lost in all the administrative costs. And then, it, and then the veteran gets, you know, a dollar 75. Right. At the end. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens a lot in our country. And I, and I'm ashamed of that. I, I really believe that Code of Vets is cutting edge. Um, we we are forging a path that has it's it's never been done. We're incredibly unique. So my my partner, Dr. Cindy Walter, she vets the veterans once they fill out a vet need form on codevets.com. Once once she does validate the need and the veteran, she sends it to me. I'm the the face of Code of Vets, so to speak. I'm the one who raises the funds, and we do it strictly. I I raise my funds on Twitter. Um, it's just the platform I started Code of Vets on. That's where I'm known, and it's just where I can generate the funds. And thus far, we've raised four point six million dollars with a two percent operating cost. It's pretty phenomenal. So once the 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 funds are raised, we have a general pot. We triage all of our cases. We have hundreds in line. And of course, the homeless, hungry, and the ones at risk for having their utilities shut off or some already are sitting there with utilities that are shut off, we put them at the front of the line. So once we uh, manage all of the emergent cases, then we just go down the line in order that they apply. So as I'm out there raising funds, I'm actually sending funds behind the scenes. We do not sit on the money. It, it, we operate in real time. The veterans get their money as they need it. And we've been able to stave off countless evictions and foreclosures because of the way we operate. And we've been able to keep water and electricity on for vet families across the country. Uh, also, auto repos. We've, we, right now, I'm raising funds for a veteran um, who needs um, funds to keep his, his car. So that's what we're doing. So we, again, it, it's just really unique to operate uh, in real time. And social media platforms are powerful if you, if you can use them for something good. Because right now, there's a lot of toxicity out there. But Code of Vets is a shining example of we can do something really good, useful, practical for our country, which, you know, which is taking care of our own, our veterans in, in real time as it's happening. The, um, <laughs> the elephant in the room is if, if your organization can streamline the help that our veterans need uh, so efficiently and so quickly, 
you know, in my mind, it's why can't the Veterans Administration do more um, than than they're than they're doing? The the veterans and the stories of the VA and the struggles and the bureaucracy and the paperwork and all the nightmares that I hear uh, about the about the VA. Um, you your organization seems very simplified, but way more powerful than the VA, uh, you know, is currently. And so what I know that you work with and I've seen several posts, you know, and several tweets. Um, what issues have you heard of or what issues do you guys deal with when it comes to the VA, the Veterans uh, Administration? Oh, across the board. You know, we deal with um, inconsistencies with appointments and with COVID. You know, it's just, you know, basically shut our nation down for almost a year. You know, restrictions. And so a lot of our veterans have got moved from um, brick and mortar appointments to telehealth. And many of those appointments have been canceled time after time. We're ta- we have veterans who have had appointments canceled 60, 70, even a hundred times throughout last year. I, I, one veteran, it, it's unbelievable what our veterans go through. And, and when you say bureaucracy, it's just a, such a huge machine that we're dealing with with the VA. And I don't want to sit here and bash them because there are some uh, VA medical centers that have actually got, got it together. They do a great job. They hum along and they push through their veterans and they're fairly effective. However, we have some that are out there that are the opposite, um, that they don't function well. They allow our veterans to fall through the cracks. They do, or they're not consistent with the appointments. And we also, another thing that we have found with the VA are our prescriptions um, are not consistent. And we have veterans who are diabetic, who are on heart medication, psychotropics, uh, you name it. Um, and we, we all know as adults that you've got to have your medication and you got to keep it flowing through your system in order for it, for it to be, you know, effective. When you miss three or four days, that's a big deal. When you're a diabetic, you cannot miss your insulin. We've got, I can even tell you uh, dozens of veterans who have, you know, on a consistent basis, not been getting their insulin on time. And then that causes a whole other slew of problems for the veterans, you know, you know, it stresses them out. If they have PTSD, they're triggered, you know, they're, they're just an emotional mess. It's just, we deal with all kinds of things behind the scenes with our veterans when it comes to the VA. Uh, And, and it's good that organizations that are, that are, that are out there like us exist, because I think that's why we're here because the VA is so big, Brad, um, how many veterans are there? There's what, roughly 20, 22 million of us. So they're not going to be able to effectively, you know, function. There's a whole lot of room for improvement. But because we are around, we can advocate for them. My partner, Cindy, is a professional advocate. I've never seen anybody like her. She has, she's got her PhD in public health. So not only is she an expert in that industry, but she has used her knowledge of public health and she's learned the VA, the process, the system, and she can navigate it very well. She can get benefits through very quickly. And she's got like a 99% rate where they are approved. So she knows the, the verbiage that needs to be placed in the, you know, in the claims when they're, when they're submitted. 
So anytime a veteran reaches out to Code of Vets, you're, you're going to get the help that you need, and it's going to be quality help. And right now, we've got a small team that works with Cindy, but we're, what we're doing is we're focused on growing that so that we can even be more efficient with our veterans and help even more. Because so even though we've assisted over 3,000 financially, we're assisting a lot more outside of the realm of finances. And a, and a lot of that encompasses the VA because it's so complicated. Right. Now, the vets that reach out to you, are they have they already separated or are you helping any current uh, active duty? We have, we have actually had quite a few active duty in the process of separating uh, reach out. They have followed us or they've been referred um, and we have assisted them in their transition. But generally, we do help the veterans that have already been processed out. Um, we've got veterans who have been out five months, seven months, you know, ten, you know, a year, even, you know, all the way up to 90 years old. We help. We, we're, that's the great thing about Code of Vets. I feel like we're a warehouse. We are for veterans and we don't specify you have to be post 9-11 or we only help Vietnam war, you know, war era veterans. If you, if you have an honorably discharged DD-214, we are going to do what we can to assist you. So our issues run across the board. I do want to mention briefly, we had a, a Marine out in California who was discharged. And I think he'd only been out for roughly four months. And his mom reached out to us for him. Uh, and he was having some mental health issues, PTSD. And he had dra basically dragged a couch to um, an uh, abandoned lot. And that was his home. He was sleeping on that couch in the lot. His mom could not get him the help he needed. Um, she reached out to us. She followed us and we were able to navigate and he ended up in a VA facility in a psych ward to get the help that he needs. But we do things across like, like that throughout the country. It's just, you know, from very minor issues to something like that, which is really severe. I mean, he, he honestly, he needed to be in the psych ward to, to get that help that he needed. Uh, and our, our, our vets, you know, they process combat differently. We all do our, you know, our, just our brains do. And so we, we've run across some pretty serious situations and, and then we help veterans who need a bag of groceries, you know, you name it. And we're there, you know, that's what, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I want the, I want the listeners to pay close attention to how you worded that because um, not only do veterans listen, you know, to my podcast, I have many family members, of veterans um, that are either struggling and not in a place to take advantage or, or have too much pride to reach out and ask for help. And uh, to the family members listening to tonight's episode, if you have a veteran in your life and they are struggling in any area of their life, um, by all means, you know, out of love and care for, for, for them, I would encourage them to, you know, to, to reach out, reach out to Gretchen, reach out to Code of Vets and, and let them know your situation. Um, so, you know, sometimes we're all, we're all filled with pride as veterans and it's really hard, especially for the guys. It's really hard to ask for help. And uh, that's when our family and our loved ones and our wives and our husbands can, you know, uh, kind of step, step up and, and, uh, and, and reach out like that mother did. And so 
I want to encourage the listeners to do that. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, take, take that upon yourself and take that action. So, um, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, but I just wanted to point that out and let the listeners, you know, remind them that, that it's not, you, you can't just necessarily let the veterans, you know, take care of this. Um, they might not feel like they want to ask for help. Um, I mean, do you get a lot of reluctancy or yeah. a lot, yeah, a lot of yeah. apologies? <laughs> yeah, we, we really do. You know, our veteran veterans are, you know, they're typically strong. They, you know, they are our warriors, our defenders, and they don't want to, um, ha show weakness. And it's not a sign of weakness to reach your hand out and ask for help. We all need it at different times in our life. And, you know, you know, one thing that could kind of, that's what I do is I'm out there seven days a week on the Twitter platform, putting out different, a variety of different posts for different reasons. But, you know, I keep coming back. There's a common thread and, and it's about hope. Um, we've got to share hope with, with our veterans, especially those who do not have a solid support system in their life or a dysfunctional family, or they've pushed their families away. Um, you never know when, you know, I, you know, I try to give them different options of, you know, you, there's, a, there's a variety of ways you can get help. You know, there, there's just so many different orgs out there, veteran orgs that are willing to help our veterans in crisis. And I try to send that information out there. And also, I, I put simple tweets out about hope. And I briefly want to share, especially for some of our veterans who may be struggling. I had a veteran who DM'd me his phone number and said, Gretchen, I need for you to call me. So I gave him a call and you never know, you know, what you're going to get. But he said, you don't know my name and you don't need to. He said, I just wanted to let you know that uh, you saved my life. I, he's like, he said, I was, I'm going through a divorce. I was sitting at my kitchen table. I wasn't going to blow my brains out. I had a gun in my hand. He said, I had a, my phone in one hand and I had a gun in the other hand. And he said, my phone vibrated and I reached down and I looked at my phone and there was a tweet from Code of Vets. And it was a, and it was a tweet about hope. And he said, I put down my gun and I clicked on the replies from other veterans. And he said, Gretchen, I made a different choice that day because of what was said in that tweet about hope. It gave me the strength to move on past that dark moment. Uh, it, those, that's powerful, Brad. Uh, and that's what we need to do is we need to be out there. We need just to be sharing that you're not alone. We're here. There is help. There is hope. Uh, we can we can get you to the resources that you need. Do not pull that trigger. And it's so important for us to say those words because we're under siege right now with veteran suicide. And there's a surge in veteran suicide. And we and I and I also put on my you know Twitter page, 22 veterans every day commit suicide. And we all know that number fluctuates, but that's the number that we generally stick to as a veteran community. Um, because it's, you know, it's just brings awareness to what's going on. We have a problem. It is a true crisis that is not talked about. Um, and I feel like in this country, especially with the media, um, the, the veterans are only focused on two days a year. And that's Veterans Day and Memorial Day weekend. And, get, and guess what? We're not veterans two days a year. We're veterans 365 days a year. We need to be uplifted. We need to be highlighted. Our journeys need to be talked about. Our stories need to be shared because there's a lot of struggle in our community. And the COVID shutdowns and restrictions really harmed not only our nation, but our veterans. And there has been a surge throughout the country in suicide in general, but our niche, our heart is with our veterans. We need to put them first. 
And I just want to get that out there. You know, do not, you don't have to do this alone. Uh, you do not have to walk that path alone. There is so much help. We can, we can get you to you, the resources in your local area and we can do it in a way where you're not going to lose your gun rights and you're not going to lose your, um, your job. It, you know, a lot of our veterans have, they transitioned from the military with security clearances, Brad. And we've, we've seen some of our veterans lose the clearances because when they reach out for help, they're considered a risk. And we, we need to move beyond that. We, have, we need to talk about that. Uh, and we need to have a national discussion. When our veterans do reach out for help, we don't punish them. We don't take their ability away to earn their living. It's part of who they are. Um, so that, that's, that's a whole other level of complexity when it comes to veteran suicide. Yeah, the, <clears throat> there was two things that you, that you mentioned there, and I wanted to kind of, um, kind of follow through with what, with what you were saying. The element of camaraderie and being part of a team and being part of a group of other veterans this is something that that I focus in on daily <laughs> with the veterans that you know that that I talk with or that that I uh, consult with is they one of the biggest things that I hear is they struggle with the civilian world because the civilian world and the military world is so different the level of self responsibility and the, you know, people um, that, that, that they have your back and, you know, willing to die for you and you're willing to die for them. And, and just that, that, that line that goes through the military, it's absent in society. It's absent, you know, in, in the civilian world. And I think it's so important for veterans, the strong ones need to help the ones that are struggling but bring them in to the squad, bring them into the platoon, whatever that is for you, you know, in your area. But right. um, we have to, we have to foster that, that, you know, that team aspect or, 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 or being part, you know, of Alpha Company, Bravo Company, Charlie Company, whatever. We have to bring them together and, and sometimes we're going to have to carry some of them, you know, uh, you know, to the group. But I think it's it, it's really important. And an, another thing is, you you know, you brought up with everything that's going on in our country. Um, my opinion is I see the veteran community becoming there's they have veterans have the potential to become the leaders that we are going to need mo moving forward. Cause I think we have a lot more challenges coming in our country. And in my opinion, the veterans need to step up and be there because we need leaders in our community and we need, we need all, you know, all of the veterans to be strong, if that makes sense. And so that's, you know, where I'm going with it as far as the leadership part goes, um, you know, and being part of something bigger than ourselves type of thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's really important for all of us is to have purpose in our life. And for such a big portion of our lives, when we join the military, 
you know, there is that camaraderie there. There's just that you live together, you know, you, you share latrines, you know, communal showers, you eat together, you know, you train together. It's just, you're, you're together 24 seven and you have someone constantly telling you what to do. I know I had Sergeant Carr. who was always, you know, in my face telling me what to do, but you know, we, I, but we miss that when we, when we transition and go back to civilian life, then we're totally, like you said, self-sufficient on our own. And a lot of our veterans are not, you know, that it's not an easy transition. They're not prepared for it. Um, and, you know, when we go into the military, they, they, we go through boot camp, which tears us down and builds us back up. They get rid of the I, the individual, and they build back up the team. Um, that in, and it's powerful and it works. But when we leave and transition and separate from the military, you know, it just the, the classwork you go through is nothing compared to boot camp and it doesn't prepare you for that transition. You know, I served a little under five years and I had it, I had a tough time transitioning. You know, I had, you know, a couple issues as a female because when I got out, you know, I was, I was married, I just got pregnant. So I transitioned as a pregnant female vet, which brought me a whole new, you know, set of issues. So it's just, you know, we, we really do feel like we're on, we're on our own uh, and we're just cut off. And it, um, imagine someone who served 15, 20, 25 years. That's hard, you know, and the, a lot of them have become suicidal over it. They, they can't function without that camaraderie. And so that's, I feel like it's important for us at the grassroots level to to recreate that in our local communities. And I, that's exactly. what I've done on social media with Code of Vets, which is great. You know, we have a beautiful family of veterans who, who depend on us for words of encouragement, just or looking for tidbits of information about, you know, you know, veterans issues in general, but really in our communities is the heartbeat of it. We've got to find our own little fire teams or squads or like, you know, you know, platoons, whatever you want to call it, label it. And, and be there for each other in, in real life. And I feel like that is probably the key to reducing our veteran suicide numbers is that, that physical interaction, that being there in the community, there for each other, having coffee together or you know, getting together on Saturday night, whatever. But anything, anything to make you feel like you belong and to re recreate that brotherhood because it's real and it's powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's nothing like it in the civilian world. So we have to work at it. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Like uh, on the nosy, <laughs> bingo, however you want to word it. Um, yeah, that's right on. It's you're absolutely correct. There's uh, I'm 57 years old and I have never I got out in 1988 um, is when I got out. And since 1988, I have never, ever, I've had literally hundreds of different jobs, you know, and I lived in many, many states. Um, what I had in the military, it, I've never found it in the civilian world. And people that have never served in the military, they don't understand. They don't understand it. They don't understand the energy, the mindset, um, why why you would you know um commit your life to your country and to your buddy you know um and and to the, to the person that you serve with and they don't they don't understand that it's like well why would you do that and so yeah it's a mindset and it will dra dramatically 
affect the suicide numbers. If we can bring more and more of us together, you know, bring, I, I guess, create the team or, or, or bring people back in, in, into that mindset. Um, I, I think the veterans that are not serving, they're already on a mission, but I think the veterans that are not currently on active duty, I think a new mission should be defined for us as veterans and where are we going to go and, and what, what, what are we going to do in the future as far as our country goes? And I think we should have a mission that's not military related, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that's very important for veterans to feel they have that purpose because they, you know, it's so important to feel like you're part of something that's, you know, part of the bigger picture. And since we've got the training, you know, from our time in service, why not, you know, somehow change that and, and incorporate it into civilian life? And we can do it. It's just, we, we need to have, you know, more of a national conversation. Our media is so hyper-focused on politics right now. Everything's so, you know, divisive and, 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 you know, it's all about the world of DC and, and politicians and what they're, you know, what crazy thing they're going to say next. But really it's, it's, we're the ones that matter. We, the people, the veterans, the ones that are living out in the country day to day, going to work, trying to take care of family, dealing with PTSD or TBI or other, or other life issues that hit us. Uh, and we need to find a way, you know, to, to say, you know, what can we give our vets to do that's going to give them that sense of purpose again? Um, and that that's going to, mo- it's so motivating. Um, and that's what we need to do. And I don't have the answer, but I tell you what, I think if enough of us put our heads uh, together, because I believe in our country, I believe in our ingenuity. Um, I believe that we can come up um, with something for our veterans to lead in the nation and to use their training and skills um, to be to be part of the solution for our country. Um, we need to be leading the way in what's going on in our country today because we're slowly I, we're watching our country unravel, and we all feel helpless. You know, so how do veterans step in and lead the way, lead the charge? Because you know what? We are a beautiful melting pot. I think we're such a great example. We're like a microcosm of our country. The diversity in the military is beautiful. And that was one of the things that I loved about the military. Because when I grew up, you know, I grew up in the the mountains of North Carolina, there was no diversity. So when I joined the military, my whole world just was totally blown away. When I told you at the beginning of the interview, I was like a sponge. There were so many different people from so many different walks of life, you know, different races, different accents, different cultures. And I embraced it. I loved it. You know, it was such a time of learning for me. Um, And that's who we are as veterans. You know, we all come together and we look at each other's family, even though we're from all over the country and have all these different upbringings and different cultural experiences. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, you know. You put that uniform on, you're serving under the same flag and you're tra- when you're training, you know, for real world situations, race, height, you know, culture goes out the window. It's about having your brother and sisters back in that moment, you know, and that's powerful. And that's exactly. what we're sharing right now. And we can, you know, there's so many different ways that we could do that because that's how we lived, you know, um, and it's just, we, we got to figure out how to do that. You know, we got to figure out how do we bring our country back together and incorporate veterans into that. Say this before we go to go to break, because we're fixing to uh, take a short little break. I'll plant the seed out there. And for lack of words, a national 
veterans mission statement and, and uh, a mission statement for veterans that is general enough that everyone can sign on to it, but is broad enough that it reaches everybody, you know, so they can, they can feel like it's, it's like, Oh, I'll sign on to that. I'll do the, I'll do those things that are stated in that. And so that's just, you know, to plant that seed out there with what you're saying, it, we, we need to brainstorm and we need to come up with that, uh, come up with that plan because we need to draw more people in and help them along the way so that they in turn can help others. Any last thing before we go to break? And then we'll be back with part two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I can tell you're ready to go, folks. We're going to take a short break. Uh, it'll be real quick. And when we get back, we'll continue speaking with Gretchen Smith, Code of Vets founder. And uh, it, it, could be, it, it could be a long episode, but we're going to try to keep it to about an hour. Um, and we'll have all the information to reach out to Gretchen and Code of Vets in the show notes. So we'll be right back after a quick break. Welcome our new sponsor, Scars and Stripes Coffee Company. They empower veterans to build their own business using their e-commerce platform. When you purchase from Scars and Stripes Coffee, you are buying from a veteran, and your purchase directly impacts the men and women who have served our country. Do more than say, thank you for your service. Order today and empower a veteran. Use vet code Brad. Richard at scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's scarsandstripescoffee.com. Welcome back to the Men on a Mission podcast. We are speaking with Gretchen Smith. She is the founder of Code of Vets, and we are back. Um, this is the second, uh, second part of episode 46. Might be a little shorter than the first part. Time, you know, with, with some time restraints. So the second part might be a little bit um, short. But welcome back, Gretchen. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. You're ready to go. We talked about a whole bunch of things. And in the first part, the second part. Now, I know that at Code of Vets, you're helping the veterans financially, um, directly. There's no middle, middle man or middle woman. There's nobody in the middle. They're, they're, right. You are actually helping them directly. Now, what other things will people find at the website? Well, if you go to the website, you, you can either donate or please follow us. All of our platforms are listed on, um, on the Code of Vets site. And our primary place of operation is Twitter. And that's where we are able to get our missions fulfilled as far as finances. I, even if you set up, create a Twitter page just to follow Code of Vets, I promise you it will be worth it. Uh, we have veterans out there every day. They are worthy men and women who put that uniform on, put those combat boots on and served us. And we are just so grateful to have all the followers we have, but we need more because we've got so many other veterans out there that need us and need that support. So the more followers we have, the more we people we have pushing out those missions, retweeting them, sharing them on other platforms, we can, we can raise more funds and we can touch more veterans' lives. And not only are we assisting veterans, Brad, but there's a ripple effect. It's the whole family that's impacted because when you keep the lights on, the water on, you're able to bathe your kids. You're able to, you know, have your kids be able to flip on their, their light switch when they go into their bedroom at night or while you're cooking dinner, have your lights on. That uh, Those are basic needs. Our veterans deserve that. There should be no question in that. And we have 
great families that have this, they have disconnect notices. They've either already been disconnected or going to be at any, any time. I have them out there listed right now on, on Twitter. And I don't think that should be happening in our country, but it is. It's something that we are taking on and we take it very seriously. You know, and a roof over your head, evictions, foreclosures, those are very serious things that we deal with. And that impacts the family. It stresses the kids out, the mom and dad out. You know, it can cause divorce. It can cause so many different issues. And we take that on. Uh, and we try to help stabilize them. So your assistance, just getting the word out is powerful. And, it, and it's not only, you know, in the moment money, but you're, you're impacting their lives. You're, you know, you're giving them that hope to keep moving forward, to, to let them know your country cares about you. You're, uh, the veteran community, we give a damn and we're going to have your back and we're going to help you through this. And that's what Code of Vets is doing with thousands of veterans. And we can do so much more as, as our mission grows if we can garner that support and get our name out there um, mm -hmm. and get more donations in because we're doing it the right way. 2%, that's hard to beat. <laughs> that's hard to beat. So most of that, most of the funding with the exception of that 2% for operating costs is going directly to veterans and their families to give them that stability that they need to get them through these rough times in our country. Wow. Now, um, yeah, 2% operating cost. <laughs> Any business in the world would love to have that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's really good numbers. So 98% is, is, is direct support. Okay. Now, just for the listeners to understand the magnitude, how many veterans are reaching out to Code of Vets, either on a daily or a weekly basis? Because I think the numbers are a lot bigger than most people realize. Yeah, so last year we had 3,500 um, fill out veterinary forms, and we were able to, and I raised 2.7 million last year, and we were able to roughly assist 2,000 of the 3,500. We're doing everything we can. I, I'm very proud of our numbers, but there's more that we can do. Um, we could not help everybody, Brad. You know, we did what we could with the funds we brought in, and I think what we did was phenomenal. But there's always room for growth and improvement with everything that we do. This year, we're still, you know, I don't even know what the numbers are. I think we're probably pushing 2,000 applications right now, and we've assisted 750. And the reason why our number has dropped with assistance is in January, Twitter purged um, a lot of accounts, uh, and we lost 81,000 followers. And we wow. took a significant hit. It pretty much, it almost destroyed our organization. 81,000 is a lot to lose. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I don't know if the, the, you know, the employees at Twitter realize you're impacting real human beings when you do things like that. Um, and this, the censorship, you know, you know, when they choose sides like that, it's not right. Because what we're trying to do is assist veterans. And we assist veterans on both sides of the aisle. We're not political. We help them all of our veterans who are honorably discharged if we have the funds. Right. So this year, this year we took a bit of a hit. We're, we're, we're hoping that, you know, through God's grace that we'll be able to catch up towards the end of the year. I don't know if we can. So roughly, I think thus far we've assisted 750, um, which, which is great. You know, I'm grateful for that, but there's so much work to do, Brad. We have hundreds waiting in line for help. So any, if any of you out there, if you absolutely love our veterans and you support them, you want to be a part of Code of Vets, start a Twitter page. It's simple. Retweet, get the word out, share the mission. 
that's how we get our job done. Um, and we can go through a lot more veterans that way, give them hope, share, uh, you know, funds with them in real time. Uh, and, and it's powerful. You know, it's, it's really powerful. And it, we leave a lasting impact. Our veterans just fall when we call and let them know that we've just hit the funds. They just are so grateful. And they're, they really are good men and women. They're not the typical veteran you would think that would be coming asking for help. Um, they just families who've been hard, hit hard with staying home for month after month with no paycheck. Who can do that? You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's we've really taken it's really taken a toll on our veteran community. And a lot of them did not have savings in the first place. And if they did, they're tapped out and now their bills are stacked up. And you have PTSD on top of that. It's 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 just it's a nightmare. So we're trying to alleviate some of their stresses and to let them know that we care. Now, in in the show notes of the episode tonight, your website will be in there. Um, there is a donate link that will be in the show notes. If you want to donate whatever amount you you feel comfortable with uh, to Code of Vets, and there will also be a store, a link to your store because you got some really cool merch code of vets merch at the store so if if uh if you want to donate to uh code of vets directly or if you would rather buy a uh, a hoodie or a coffee cup or I, I i have a code of vets coffee cup in my hand at this very moment no one can see it but gretchen can um, yeah. and so that that's another way to support uh, su support code of vets uh, and they got some really cool stuff in the store so you can always yeah. and, and pick up yeah, all, all proceeds from that store go to the veterans we don't take paychecks here at code of vets we're volunteers um that, and that's i think that's another standout with code of vets is that it's it's a it literally is a heart mission it's for veterans by veterans about veterans so any all the merchandise it's you know it all proceeds all profit goes to the vets it's it's and that's what it's there for. And it's, you know, to get our mission out there, uh, but to bring in a, another stream of income for our vets. Oh, cool. So the store is 100% of the profits. And then the 2% operating is 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 the fund. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. So I'm a Capricorn. So, you know, <laughs> I'm a penny pincher. So I, I would say go to the store. <laughs> Go to the store and order some merch because you know more of it would would uh, would be sent. You know it wouldn't be uh, ate up in in a small margin of operating costs. But uh, they they do have some good stuff, and I need to order more stuff off the store. The cup is great, but I, I need to get more a things. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a t-shirt, and I got my sponsor's t-shirt on. I, I should get a Code of Vets t-shirt or a hat. You guys have hats, right? Yeah, we have hats. Yeah. Okay. Because I wear a cap twenty four seven, and uh, well, uh, you could advertise for us. The the more you advertise, I'm telling you, you never know when that one person sees it. You know, it makes a difference. It's mm -hmm. grassroots. That's how we get the word out is by word of mouth. Absolutely. Now, where do you see? What are your plans for the future? With I mean, other than reaching like phenomenal numbers, like helping you know thirty thousand vets in a year you know i mean um <laughs> that would that would be big numbers but yeah. where, where do you see it going in the future you know and, and do you see it transforming into something um better but different than what it is now well you know i love the, i love what code of vets is now but i've always would you know it, it would be nice to take it off of social media and out into the real world to have like code of vets teams boots on the ground 
that would be phenomenal. We have tried it and we're just not quite big enough yet. I think we're still, you know, growing. We're still fairly new. So I, I'm in the next five years, I would love to see state Code of Vets teams where they can go to, you know, veterans homes um, directly and offer assistance. That would be that would be a beautiful way to grow. And I, I foresee it growing. Um, I have not seen I have not seen it slow down. Um, it truly is, um, you know, appealing to people, especially that two percent and more. As, and as people find out about it, Brad, they want they're like, how can I be involved? What can I do besides retweet? And but right now, basically, that's what we need is we need your support on social media. But as we grow involved, evolve over the next five years, I would love to see, you know, teams in every state, uh, you know, going out to veterans, uh, you know, and letting them know, hey, we're here. You know, um, Gretchen sent me what this, you know, we brought what you need. Uh, so, so have like, you never know, like, uh, you know, I have I'm, like I'm state excited. chapters. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, separate chapters within the state that could probably process, you know, help request for their state, maybe right. on a state, right. you know, and, and more face-to-face -face interaction. Yeah. On a state yeah. or a local level. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It's, you know, it's, I know that's, you know, with down the road, but I, I can see that happening. I mean, our growth has from day one has just been unbelievable. Uh, and it's, <laughs> I, and I think veterans are ready for something that that's real um, and genuine. And that's what we are. Nobody's making money from this. And I don't want anybody to make money from this. What we're here to save lives, to give people our veterans second shots at life and or to give them a boost to let them know that, hey, we're here for you. So, you know, we we're, we're unique. Uh, you know, we don't we don't need a paycheck. We don't want a paycheck. Um, we just want to keep it about the veterans and keep it heartfelt and simple. And, and you have my full respect and, and uh, admiration for that, because I think it's that's why I wanted wanted you to be on. Uh, the podcast. I want the veterans and their families to hear about you guys. Um, I try to keep up with you on Twitter and retweet as many as I can. Even I have a full-time job too. And when, when I, when I have an opportunity to hit the retweet <laughs> after, after going through, you know, the tweets, I, I try to retweet as many as possible. But, Thank you, Brad. Uh, you're, yeah, you're welcome. So uh, retweet people, uh, follow Code of Vets on Twitter. Um, I do cross posting as well. I don't know if you're on LinkedIn or not, but I do. I I um I will share from Twitter yeah, over to LinkedIn. Dead. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. And yeah. so I've I've done that as well. Nice. Um, it, it was great to have have you on the episode. I appreciate you, you know, giving me all the information. Um, we're both on a similar mission, you know, and uh, uh, I make no money with my services that I provide. I provide a lot of stuff to veterans for absolutely free on my website. And um, there's no cost involved because there's a passion and there's a reason behind it, just like right. yourself. That's and right. so all they have to do is take advantage of it. You know, it's, we just put it out there and it's like, here you go, you know? And, uh, and so I encourage the listeners to, um, buy a mug, a t-shirt, a hoodie at the store, uh, and or donate or, or do both. But, uh, you can do that at code of vets. It's .org, right? Dot com. Oh, code of com. That's yes. why I'm putting the link in the show notes. So <laughs> this, 
uh, I'll have to edit the .com thing out of the audio, but uh, yeah, don't don't go to .org because you won't get there. So, uh, well, once again, uh, we've been talking with Gretchen Smith, and she is a Air Force veteran. And uh, I tried to get into the Air Force, but my scores were only high enough to get into the Army. Hey, my dad was Army. I love Army. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted the Air Force. And I ended up in the army because they were like, your scores are nowhere near the Air Force scores. So I was like, well, OK. So uh, it was close, though, but I, I didn't make it. But uh, yeah, Army to Air Force, you know, um, I, I really appreciate you being on. And uh, I'll keep retweeting uh, folks. Check out Code of Vets. It is a great organization and uh, is definitely there for our vets. So any last, uh, any last words before we wrap it up? Veterans, you matter. Don't ever let anybody tell you any different. Don't feel any different. We care. You do not have to walk that path alone. We, we can assist you. There's so many different options for help. Uh, I just want you to know that you have an entire veteran community and nation that honors and, and loves you. And I can't add anything better than that. So uh, thanks again, Gretchen. I appreciate you being on. And I want to thank uh, everyone uh, for tuning in. I'll end the episode like I do every episode of the Men on a Mission podcast. Take care of your little me. Love yourself. And until next time, bye for now.